0: hello 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 welcome to another episode of is that so y'all know this is season three and y'all know the 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 role here the the theme of this season three is shadow work or how to do that inner healing really diving down doing that introspection i'm your host the nocturnal therapist and i have an amazing guest on today's show her name is Vivi Tai. I hope I pronounce it correctly. She's going to correct me if I did not pronounce it correctly. But Vivi Tai, and she is the writer, a truth seeker, healer, and fearlessly determined to live a free lifestyle regardless of other people's opinions. She is author of the book Living Through Alchemy. I purchased her book, and I, I got to say that it's, it's quite an interesting read, and it's very informative, very enlightening. These are one of the books that I definitely would, would put up there with more of the advanced reading for those of y'all, particular particularly those of y'all who are intentionally trying to find their way. I would definitely encourage you to check out her book, Living Through Alchemy, A Transformational Journey to Freedom. Definitely check this book out. And so she also believes that as we find our own inner freedom that is when the world can be free and liberate itself to evolve to a better place in the cosmos at the end of 2017 she started a new life in canada as a new immigrant from vietnam there she embarked on a one of a kind nomadic van life adventure so yeah she has a story to tell i love storytellers y'all 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 know i love storytellers keep shifting this camera around i don't know i don't like that lamp being in the way there but anyway I'm excited to have her on, and so I'm, without further ado, I'm going to bring on this, onto the stage Miss Vivi Tai. Welcome to the stage, Miss Vivi Tai.
1: Thanks a lot for the lovely introduction of myself and my book. It's really my honor to be here and to share my story with the world and to spread the message, because that's pretty much my mission now, to help people to be free from the within. And I think it's the work that is necessary now, especially when you see the what's happening in the world right now, all the crazy events and circumstances that happen is people need to do again the shadow work, as you said. And I think it's the time now that we need to step outside of us, out our comfort zone and step up. To help other people along the way.
0: Held as a writer, truth seeker, healer. Now tell me what clearly there's a there's a story there. So let's begin with that. Tell us about your story. And I know you've 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 spoken about that in, in your book, Living Through Alchemy, but please tell us about your story and what led you to this point.
1: Yeah, so in short, the story is in a book, but to summarize what I was writing about is so my life transformation journey and it started probably about eight years ago, 2014, 2015, when I was on the edge of leaving the States and I was working there as a clinical engineer in Boston, U.S. I, I would consider myself as having a, just a normal Corporate life, just like everyone else, but I wasn't really happy with myself. I wasn't happy with the job, and I co- I constantly got anxiety every day I was going to work. That how unhappy I was, and it's not just because I didn't like the job, but also the environment in the hospital is just really stressful, and having co-workers and bosses that not nice to you, also adding to that pressure. And so I was in the U.S. on a visa basis. I was an international student there and I was working there as an H-1B worker. And so in order for me to stay in the country, I would have to have an employment. So my visa was tied to my employment. If I lose the job, if I don't perform well, I would lose my visa and I would not allow to stay in the country. And at that point, I already considered U.S. as my home because I was already there for 12 years of my life. <laughs> and I, I came to the state as a teenager. I just got very comfortable with the lifestyle. And I was so afraid that all of my investment in school and all my time. Like seven years in school, hundreds of thousand dollars would go to waste if I was going to lose a job. So it was a lot of pressure for me at that point that I had to try so hard to please other people to the point that I was completely losing myself. I didn't know who I was anymore. And going to work every day was like carrying a big rock in my shoulder. <laughs> But eventually, when you hit the boiling point, it bursts and it has to break. The buffer would have to break. And I did lose a job and I was devastated. And I was at the bottom place in my life where I was so afraid of going back to Vietnam, facing my family, because I would have to deal with a fear of shame in Asian culture. if. Your family has a lot of expectation of you, especially for me going abroad to study and to be an engineer. And I had a master's Ivy League degree. So it felt like there's a lot of expectation on me, probably like I envisioned it myself, even though my family didn't really say that. It just feels like that's the society and that's the culture that was put on me. And so I put the pressure on myself as well.
0: And let me say this real quick, and I'm not saying this because the brother is age, but because I love I love him and I quote him all the time. But Bruce Lee says, I'm not in this world to live up to your expectations and you're not in this world to live up to mine. But okay. you saying your story, it just speaks even more profoundly to how powerful a statement that was for him to make during that time, especially sharing a similar culture. So please continue. I just had to say that real quick. It's powerful to To uh, free yourself from the the burden of of uh, family expectations, because most certainly they don't intend it to be, but it most certainly can be a burden. So please speak it, more.
1: It's it's like an understatement. Like it, even they don't say directly to you, but. It, like it's the essence of it in the culture, and the, the, in the family, that is always there, and that's why I felt the expect, expectation to be the best of myself, to have the best degrees at the best school, to have the best job at the most prestige girls in in the country. I so I I was always chasing for that status, like climbing the ladder, just like everyone else, because of that expectation, and. Well, I'm Asian, so I, I'm a high achiever. <laughs> so I love I, I I love pushing myself. And I'm also type A, so I, I love pushing myself to get a higher and higher level. And at that point, it was extremely stressful for me just to face the fact that, oh, now I'm losing everything, like everything that I had invested in. like. In a blink of an eye, I just lose everything when I lose this job and I lose the visa. And I would have to leave the country immediately if I was going to lose the job. There was no race period that they would allow you to stay and search for another employment. And it's just it was already not very easy to find an employment that would sponsor you H-1B visa. So I... It was definitely, uh, I didn't think that, oh, I was going to find another job afterward if I was going to lose this job. That was like just to have that job, to have that employment that sponsored me, that was like one in a million. That was how difficult it was to have an H1B visa to work in the States. It wasn't easy. So when I, when I lose that job, I knew that I had to go back home. I didn't want to stay in the country as an illegal immigrant. I think I had too much pride to do that. And I didn't feel like I wanted to get married just to stay in the country because I value my freedom so much. And having those choices in front of me helped me to see, oh, I wanted to stay in the country because I wanted to have that freedom. So I, I was, Chasing on the status because I wanted to have the freedom. And the green card back then for me was like the prize of getting freedom. Like I'm free now. So it was a a path, a, a materialistic path, chasing freedom. But the more that I was chasing it, the more I felt restricted because along the way I lost myself. I didn't know what I was doing. Everything I did, I hated. The people around me didn't really know who I was also. And I constantly have to please everyone. And it felt exhausting. I felt like I, I couldn't be myself and I just wanted to break out of that bubble, but I didn't know how. But at the same time, I was too afraid to get outside of it because if I get out of it, that means I would have to leave the country. I would have to leave everything that I had built up at that point. So eventually, I had the courage to leave everything behind and go back to Vietnam. I'd rather to do that than staying illegal in the country or get married to someone else that I didn't love.
0: Wait, 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 wait. Is that a thing? Is that really a thing? People get married.
1: Yeah, that's a thing. Okay. I didn't know that. I actually, I actually had two offers, and I was like, no, I, I don't think I could do it at
0: all. Yeah, two offers. (laughs) Wait, two men jumped out the bush and was like, "Hey, marry me! I got you." Wow. Okay, all
1: right, all right. Okay. I, I just couldn't I just couldn't imagine myself doing it and I was like because I was questioning if I was going to do it, am I gonna be free? because mm-hmm. i I'm I already don't have the freedom now, like trying to please all the people, trying to please my bosses and my co-worker. I just didn't feel like staying in the US was the path of finding freedom for me anymore. Even though my heart wanted to stay there, I, I, because I, I was attached. Mm-hmm. Was like you just said earlier, like about the shadow, you have to let go of your attachment. Because my story back then was, the, it's it attached to the American dream. You know, having a very stable life and have a family, have a job, get married. And I, I was in that trap. I bought the the American dream. I bought into it and I wanted to have it. But only a few, six months into that stable life, I felt bored and I I didn't, I wasn't happy with myself. So I was questioning whether it was actually my dream until I lost my job and I had to go back home to Vietnam it wasn't really easy and in that blank slate I really asked myself like what direction I want to go and what is it that I want to do now? I I don't have all of that burdens anymore. So at that blank slate it's so much easier to tune into your heart and question yourself. And the answer came to me was to traveling because I have always wanted to travel to be a nomad and during before so, so, so
0: this is exactly where I wanted to go into this so at the end of 2017 so you started a new life in Canada is this what you're talking about like you began
1: before through- that was before going to Canada that we' just like leaving the US and going back to Vietnam and I explore a little bit of the solo traveling lifestyle when I was in Vietnam as well and that was that that helps me a lot to conform you know my Mm -hmm. idea that oh yes I wanted to be a nomad and traveling around Southeast Asia was just so liberating and it helps me to reconnect with my roots and it, it it helps me to finally find my confidence and find my freedom again after leaving the States because when I was leaving the scene, going back home with my family, I was, I was so ashamed of myself. I didn't have the confidence to look at anyone in the eyes. I didn't want to talk to anyone. I would just, I, I was carrying myself as a failure, mm-hmm. and because I, I was so lost. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I was just hanging on to, that vision that passion that desire to travel and that was my only outlet and whenever i travel i got to be myself i i felt a sense of that freedom and it helps it was like a light that helped me to get out of the darkness in my head mm. by following my passion so that's oh.
0: the- so it's tough, and this is something that is in alignment with what i say all the time the tree cut off from his roots is dead and it seems like you're reconnecting with your roots. You drew strength from reconnecting with your roots first. And when that confidence came up, which I define confidence as one part courage, one part competence, knowing that you can do a thing. And the last part is self-compassion, self-compassion. Again, if you if you're listening to me, you want to write it down. Confidence. There's a formula to everything. just like a formula to water is H2O formula for confidence, one part courage, one part competence. And the other part is self-compassion. Why courage? Because your fears will be there, but courage tells you to do it anyway because that's what you value. That's where your heart is leading you. So you're gonna need you some courage all along the way. Why competence? Because you need to know that you do a thing, that you know how to do a thing, whatever that thing is. You have to have enough faith in yourself to actually exercise intentionality. And so that's where the competence comes in, Let you do a thing. And so you can be intentional about doing it because you know that you know how to do it. The last thing is self-compassion because you will make mistakes. You will make mistakes. You will stumble along your path. But even when you stumble, you still stumble forward. So you keep that self-compassion there so that you be kind to yourself instead of the default reaction of wanting to criticize yourself and being harsh towards yourself, which will lead you right back into the same state of anxiety and depression and, and isolation. I, I appreciate you saying about you going traveling around different parts of Asia really helps you to build your confidence. So tell us, because I, I definitely want to get into the book too. So tell us about in 2017, uh, if I'm not, if I'm not jumping anything that you wanted to jump, I, I really want to hear about your, your, your one of a kind nomadic band life adventure in Canada. I'm curious. I'm so curious about that. And of course I have a few questions about the book that I have been reading through living throughout. Me. So yeah, please, wherever you want to, wherever you want to continue at.
1: Yeah, sure. We're actually almost there, but I, I really appreciate that you you take your time and read my book and get to know my story. Not a lot of podcast folks that invest so much in the guests, so I really appreciate that. So after I get back to Vietnam, I realized I wanted to be the nomad after traveling around South Asia. And I couldn't do that if I was going to be a Vietnamese because Vietnam Vietnamese passport doesn't allow you to travel much, <laughs> so I needed I I needed to in order to get achieve my dream. I needed to get out of Vietnam, and I that's why I took a chance and applied for immigration to Canada. Actually, a friend of mine suggested me to do that. He was like, "Why don't we just immigrate to Canada? It's so close to the US." <laughs> And I was like, oh, that was a really good point. I check it out, their immigration program. And to my surprise, I was qualified because of all my years of studying and working in the U.S. So that helped a little bit with the immigration. So I waited for about one and a half year and they approved me and they gave me the green card. So this was my chance of starting over. That's how I look at Canada. It's like, giving me a second chance to start my life and that's why it's really interesting that at that stage it's connect to the wheel of fortune in the tarot card and it, it carries so much meaning it's a second chance in your life to do everything on over again and i determined that this time i was going to build my foundation in a solid concrete way and it's no longer about pleasing other people of living to other people's expectation my determination was to find myself to know who i am so that's the reason why i chose the van lifestyle after doing like research about canada and different lifestyle because i envisioned myself what is it i want to do in canada like when i go there now i'm all free i can do whatever i want in canada <laughs> um and so wen life was just so thrilling and the, there's many benefits to it. And the, the most important thing is to give me the free time to spend time with myself, to get to know my passion, get to understand who I am for all the solitude times I got to be in nature. And that was the most important decision for me to go with van life and I didn't have any hesitation. I get to Canada, I got to work right away. I planned three months. I I gave myself three months by the time I landed to Canada that I would find a van and I would just move in right away. And I did exactly after three months. I found the perfect van for myself and I moved right in even though i didn't know anything about the country i wasn't even scared that it was a different country and i didn't know anybody i didn't i didn't know the role how everything was operating i was like i'm just going to figure it out one way or another just one step at a time i would figure it out and a different lifestyle different country was It's really difficult, especially when you have to cram yourself into a small, tiny space. So obviously it didn't didn't take me, like right away I would get used to the lifestyle. It took me almost half a year after moving into the van because there's just so many different variables and different things I have to figure out along the way because it's just not normal because not many people are doing it. So there's lack of resources or like facilities and all that. You would have to figure out yourself.
0: Yeah, that's what I want to ask you real quick. So van life, as in, so you you, you arrived in Canada. Let me, let me understand this. Now, you were working somewhere.
1: Yeah, so I... It was a big purchase with a van, so I wanted to, in the beginning, I wasn't really traveling. I wanted to do some work to earn money and support my, my, my dealing. And so I was working part-time, and part-time I was traveling. And that's the part that I envisioned my van life would give me to have the free time so that I can just follow my passion. I didn't have to apply, work full job, like going back to the COVID world, uh, being an engineer. I didn't want to go that route anymore. So I could do whatever that I was curious about. I applied for like random jobs, really, in Vancouver, (laughs) just Mm. for fun. Like I was curious about being a barista. So I applied to jobs to work at Starbucks. As a barista for six months <laughs> and it was enough for me to live the van life I wasn't really struggling and, and I was able to have a couple of days in a week like three four days in a week sometimes to just explore the city in a van lifestyle and when I was comfortable with the city, then I expand my horizon and I go outside the city to the suburb and then I go a little bit further to the remote places after a year. When I get more comfortable and I get kind of the hang of how the cities operate and where I'm able to get shower, where I'm able to get all the resources, like propane, water, and where to park, so after about two years I think I was the expert <laughs> at, at like finding on a good places to shower and I probably enjoyed it and I love it so much especially on the downtime I was having and i i at some point I felt like I was spoiled because I didn't have to drive in traffic whenever I go to work I just stay close to my work I find parking neighborhood places like right close to my work and in the morning or just Drive five minutes or walk there sometimes. I didn't have to drive in traffic ever.
0: <laughs> so wait, so wait, you 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 literally lived in the van. Did you stay at like hotels or apartments from time to time?
1: No, I was staying full time in my van when I was in Vancouver for two and a half years. Constantly. Yeah, a what? year round.
0: <laughs> If you're seeking a life coach... Nocturnal therapist is the name, and mental alchemy is the game. If you want to understand how to transmute, transform, and transcend these challenges and these challenging emotions, find me at the School of Outliers at becomingoutlier.com/ dot slash links. Again, that's outlier dot com slash links. Stay lit and agape. What you will discover if, of course, I'm playing doubles advocate here, what you will discover once you get get into the book. OK. All right. So you were in your you were in your van that entire time and you were par close to work, but you knew where you could go and take a shower and stuff. And so in the van, like what do you what would you do with all those hours that you would have in the van? Would you be in the van or would you like you mentioned nature? Would you drive somewhere and just spend most of your day in nature and only sleep in the van or?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I spent. Said- most of my time on the off day when I'm not walking, I spend most of my time exploring, and that was so exciting for me. I because I didn't know Vancouver, I didn't know the city, I didn't know anything there, so I, I spent a lot of time exploring. I just go on Google Maps and check out this neighborhood, zoom in on, and see what's interesting there. and See what the reviews, what the park, or coffee shops. What what interesting about this neighborhood? And then I would just go there and then check it out and just see different places. And it was a lot of fun for me. And I, I explore all the hikes in the city. But wherever that I I feel curious about, and I just let myself go with it. Oh, I'm curious about this place. I'm just gonna go and check it out over there and sleep there overnight and go see check out different cafe coffee shops like local places sometimes i take a ferry i go on an island like a very remote island around the southern gulf of vancouver so i i do that for like two years two and a half years
0: (laughs) that requires a lot of courage again courage confidence courage competence self-compassion and so that required a lot of courage. And also you planned it out so you knew that you could do it. You you had enough information. So the competence was there. And of course, there are going to be slip ups along the way. So You're going to have good days, bad days, it's sun, sunny days, rainy days, whatever. But you keep on moving. You keep on it's following not, your yeah,
1: heart. It's never really smooth. When life is not really easy, uh, it looks very and exciting on videos but in reality if you if if you don't love traveling as much as I am trying to keep up with it definitely it's not a very easy lifestyle to go with maybe for some people they can do part-time or they can do seasonal or just go away for the weekends for camping but doing full time like I did, it wasn't at all easy because there's, there, sometimes like my van got right out and I didn't have a place to stay. and occasionally I got people yell at me because they think that I was homeless and I, they, they think that I was trying to take over the parking space in their neighborhood. Because it was an upscale neighborhood, and I I was actually walking there in the neighborhood, <laughs> so I needed to park there regularly. <laughs> but but because they just see that I I have a big van, big camper van, so they're like, are you homeless? And you in an upscale neighborhood? So people were actually watching me, and one time they even called police on me. <laughs> <laughs> that happened just not one time but several times the um, crime
0: the crime of being homeless and impoverished that's that's what they call the police so that's the that's the crime she has less money than us so let's call the police <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah that, that was really interesting how people just just interpreted that way and sometimes and i get these questions a lot that people like, do you choose to live it that way or are you forced to live it that way? And this always surprised people when I say, no, I choose to live it that way. And it's, it's a lot of fun and I really love it. I have people that come up to me all the time in the parking lot <laughs> when they see my van and they, they see me walking in a van and they always stop me and ask me all the things about van life. And some of them are like very curious and they wanted to know what the lifestyle is really like. And they uh, they have the uh, the vision or the dream of being free, like a free spirit like me as well. But they're always afraid of losing their job or leaving, leaving their family behind or leaving their spouse or their, their boyfriends and girlfriends and all that. So everyone kept coming up to me and saying, I want to live by you, but I don't think I can detach myself from all of those things in order to be free, right? Like you are. And yeah.
0: Yes, And, and now Zhu, this is where he says, it's only when I let go of who I am that I become who I might be. Mm-hmm. That space when something is telling you that it is time to change, it is time for you to choose you. There's going to be this tension there. This And I call that tension or what the tension can be referred to as is, is a liminal space. It's a space of really choosing, are you going to choose you or are you going to continue down the same patterns, having the same experiences, experiencing the same emotions and wondering and questioning the same things. And so in that space, when you finally choose you, it's so liberating. But there's also going to be fear there. That's why courage has to be a part of your, your equation. It's not that you have to be absent fear to do it. It's just that you have to acknowledge that your fear is there and then choose to do it anyway because it yep. represents your values. You choose your values above anything else. Mm-hmm. And one value is definitely introspection that you and I both share is introspection, self-knowledge. The I'm on one rule, know thyself. Ignorance and freedom can not coexist. And yeah, it may look a little crazy to your friends and family. It may seem a little crazy to your friends and family, but understand this. As a therapist, when I go into a room, when I was working in an emergency room and I did and I would do psychiatric assessments, if I went into that room and I talked to somebody, and of course I see on their chart already that there's psychotic features that are suspected. So if I walk into that room and that person, I ask that person, do you see somebody sitting beside you? and they said yes, and somebody was sitting beside them, hey, I see them, no issue. If I ask them, is somebody sitting beside you? And they say yes, and I don't see someone, then I'm going to say that some psychosis is there, or some illness is there. And for those of us who don't understand mental health, the less, the the, the, the more the less colloquial or really just not PC at all. way of saying it, that person is crazy. I would never call anybody crazy, of course, because of my profession. That person's crazy. I say all that to say, apply that to real life, that when you see things that your family and friends can't see, that when something calls on your heart and tells you to go a certain direction and your friends and family just can't relate to it at all, they would treat you as if you're crazy.
1: Yeah.
0: They would treat you as if you're crazy. And your obligation to yourself is to do it anyway. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yes. And I I did face that, actually, I for well, my family. And of course, they didn't approve of it. Luckily, some of my friends think that it's pretty cool and they like to get to know me. Of course, friends here in Vancouver. But my family, because they're very traditional, conservative, Asian kind of people. So the mindset is very different than me because I was living on my own when I was 17 in the state. So in some way I'm more liberal. I'm more like open-minded kind of person. I'm definitely the black sheep regardless in my family. (laughs) But it took a long time for them to come to terms with the fact that this is my lifestyle and this is what I'm I'm choosing to do. I don't know for how long, but at least this is what my heart is and this is what my passion is, and doing it anyway, and there was worry, of course for me, and they my my mom tried to convince me to go back to a normal lifestyle and I think she would really wanted me to go back to that corporate life, but i I knew it in my heart, and I was very determined like I'm the kind of person that if I know something i Nobody can persuade me. (laughs) I would do what I want to do because my heart is set on it, and I don't let other people to tell me otherwise. So even though my mom was like, I'll I'll support you and I give you money, and if you want to go study PhD and you want to have a a different degree, I was like, no, I, I know very well that in my heart that's no longer the life that I wanted to live, like that part of me. I just let it die and I I feel grateful for it and that's the reason why I have the story and I'm sharing my story now because of everything that I built up from the past but that's no longer me anymore like I'm a completely different person now because I allow myself to set my own path and I, I do it without anyone's anyone else's influence on me because it's my. I just let my heart guide me on the way. Even with the little things, and uh, I, I didn't care about how much money that I was working in my job. Even like I was working at the lowest minimum wage, but <laughs> but it was fun for me just to experiment and try it out and see whether that could lead me somewhere. And it actually did. It it led me to another job that I had so much fun of doing, and I I love it and. Everything was really going well for me in Vancouver. I, I love what I do. But, like, inside of me, I felt like there was something more. Like, I wanted to achieve more. Like, I was meant to do more. And I didn't, even though I had fun with the job and I enjoyed doing it very much, and it was in my passion, in my interest, it wasn't enough. I, I knew that I wanted to be something more purposeful, something more fulfilling. So that that was like another turn for me when I had to leave my job in Vancouver and I decided to get on another journey. And I traveled across Canada to again finding myself, another layer of myself. And we cannot find ourselves. We don't let go of who we was and if we keep attaching like you said to that story but at that place I realized that many people would not do that because it's very comfortable it's comforting because I have enough to live and I have a good job that I really like And I had friends there in Vancouver. And I even had time, like the job was flexible enough. I still had time to explore Vancouver and do whatever I want. Everything I wanted, I had that. Whenever I reached to the maximum point, like when I was in Boston, I had the job that I wanted, but it didn't go well and I was depressed. And now in Vancouver, I also have, this time is a lot better and I had the job that I liked and I had a great boss. I had great co-workers, beautiful cities, a lifestyle that I really enjoyed living. But I didn't feel like it was purposeful. I feel like something was missing. So again, people are telling me it's crazy. <laughs> Why do you live on that? Within in the pandemic, and I was traveling across Canada, it was a lot di- more difficult to travel in pandemic because there's more restriction. But I decided that I would not let the outside circumstance to affect me anyway. And, and I, I was just following my heart along the way. And so opportunities opened to me. And that's how it came with book and now the the YouTube video, and now I'm on podcast, and I feel like the, the it's like the curtains, layers of curtains. And along the way, you don't really know exactly. You cannot see all the way to the end, but you can see it actually go through this layer and this layer, like it's slowly opening up, and it feels like walking in the dark. And that's kind of what it feels like for me when I walk on the, Path with the heart, just follow your passion like one step at a a time, even though there's so many uncertainties, there's so many unknowns. And like you said, we have to overcome that fear, too afraid of it, but it's we have to do it anyway. And so it trained me to have more courage along the way, and it trained me to overcome my fears along the way as well. Ever since I go on this path, and The person and the version I am now, it's like when I look back a couple years ago, I can't... Wow, it's so different.
0: (laughs) So much more expanded because sailboats are safest at the harbor, but they were never built to remain docked. And so when you set sails to uncharted waters, what you're truly experiencing in that unknown place is more of you. That's how vast you are. You exist. We... Our skeletal structure consists of the same elements as stars. Stardust is in our skeletal structure. We were born to shine and stars shine brightest at night. So in that dark night of of your story, of your journey, understand that that night is only there so that you can better express your light that you have on the inside through the transmutation, transformation and transcendence of your story. And so I really wanna ask, I know we <laughs> there's so much that we could talk about, but with time being what it is, I definitely <clears throat> wanna get into the book, if that's okay, if I wanna yeah. ask you a few questions about the book. So you went deep. I love this book because it's for a mind like mine, I love books that teach, and I love the fact that you did your research. So clearly a part of your process was to learn more than what you already knew throughout this journey and that's a big part because ignorance and freedom can't coexist and so in the in the very beginning I looked at the the seven stage al- alchemical process that transforms one element into another and you have down here cal- calcination dissolution separation conjunction fermentation distillation and coagulation and so i want to I, I want to basically just ask you how how is understanding this process of alchemy, because I am, I am, I'm coining. what I teach in life coaching is, is a mental alchemy. And so I believe that this, I'm so happy to have you on another kindred spirit that understands the, the alchemy process. And can you just speak to that, the process of, of why alchemy, why understanding this physical process of alchemy? What does that have to do with your personal journey?
1: Oh, it has everything to do with your personal journey because alchemy is a natural process. It's universal and it happens to everything because everything has to transmute, everything has to transform, and we are part of the universe. We part of nature as well. So we also have to transform. We also have to transmute. And so it's our soul, our energy. We because energy constantly changing right it can only conserve or it has to be transmuted to change into something else so alchemy is that alchemy is transmutation and transformation nothing is really constant the only constant is change and so when you part of that process when you are aware of how this change is the transformation is then you understand so much about your growth about your life the patterns of your life and when you see that patterns of your life you start to understand the reason why you're here start to understand your purpose and from there you get to design your future like where you want to go into the future so you decide it for yourself and that's the beauty of alchemy and you can use it or part of the manifestation as well, when you get to understand it. Now, <clears throat> I wouldn't say manipulation, when you get to understand all the stages, but you can work with the stages and just be on the flow of it instead of going against it, because every state is going to present certain challenge. If you don't go with the challenge and you like hold back to your story, then you're going to go again to the flow and you cannot grow and you cannot grow, you cannot transform, then you're not on the flow of the universe. And that's the reason why we struggle, we suffer, because we are not along with the universe. We we are not one with the universe. And alchemy allows you to immerse yourself into that transformation to be one with the with the one, with the universe, with all the existence.
0: Look, Please let the people know. I'm going to give you the stage for a second. Please let the people know where they can find you. It's just been such a pleasure to have you on here.
1: Thank you so much, Harry. (laughs) I'm I'm actually glad that you like the book. And to your listeners, how they can find me is from my website. It's called livingthroughalchemy.com. It's also the title of my book as well. So when you go visit the website, you can actually download the first chapter for free. I give that chapter out for free just so it would help people to understand the process of alchemy, what it is. It's basically give you an overview of alchemy. And my book is actually available on Amazon. So you can purchase this anywhere. It's ebook or hardcover or paperback. And on social media, I'm active on Instagram and my Instagram handle is smileyvv basically smiley face and vv my name v-i-v-i-o-5 and I'm also active on YouTube this is where I share about my van lifestyle and my growth journey so you can also check out my YouTube and it's called personal growth through van life
0: all right Sister, again, thank you so much for being on, this, on the stage. It's, it's been a pleasure to have you. And again, it's, I really appreciate the authenticity in this book. And I encourage everyone to go out and purchase a copy of Evie's book. Sister, any, any other words you want to say before, we, before I let you go?
1: If I could have just one last thing to share with your audience, you just follow your heart. And that's the first thing that I started on this journey and it's the most important lesson that I received. And so that's what I want to share with the audience and allow your your intuition to shine, listen to it and follow it, even though it doesn't make sense. You may not understand it at the next step, but you understand it at the next 10 steps. And you can see that why you would have to go on this path. And so if your heart tells you to do something, just follow it, follow your passion, follow your heart.
0: Thank you so much, sister. Y'all just listened to another amazing episode of Is That So? Season three. I told y'all this is only getting deeper and deeper. And of course, I'm inviting on guests who can speak to this transformational process of introspection, of doing the work, of facing your shadows and then being liberated from it. I am your host, the Nocturnal Therapist please go and get your free guide to shadow work available at BecomeANOutlier.com slash links. Again, that is become outlier.com slash links. Please go out there and get your guide again, mad love and respect agape and stay lit y'all.